Thanks for tuning in to the Thirst for More podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Smitley. Thirst for More podcast was created to help strength and conditioning coaches, personal trainers, fitness enthusiasts, and anyone that loves lifting heavy shit all be connected under one roof. We take deep dives into coaching, programming and training, running gyms, nutrition, and overall improving your knowledge in the field of strength and conditioning. If you're new here, I'm glad you're able to tune in and hope you can just take away one awesome piece of information today to help you along with your journey. If you're a returning supporter, I appreciate you being along for the ride. Now let's dive into today's episode. All right, what's everyone? Brandon here from the Thirst for More podcast, episode 37 live stream. And we've got this connected kind of on uh, a bunch of different places. We're now on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, so give me a little bit of patience because I'm kind of playing around with things and things are a little bit different than usual because of the Instagram based stuff. So, but um, as I mentioned for this YouTube live, usually we do a lot of educational based stuff. So if you've got questions and you're here, please feel free to leave a question. I'd be more than happy to answer those for you uh, regarding training, um, you know, gym ownership, nutrition, whatever. I'll do the best that I can to answer that. Um, and if you're tuning in live, I'll take care of that as soon as you ask. Um, if you're listening in the past, thanks for tuning in again. And we're going to go a little bit different here because it's the end of 2023. Uh, you know, it's December 30th, New Year's Eve is tomorrow. And so kind of thought I would recap what I've got from 2023, how the year went, uh, and hopefully what we can kind of expect for 2024. So quick recap, at least on my end, um, I did not do anything competitively in 2023. Uh, I'm not sure I'll do anything in 2024. Uh, my time is spread through a lot of places. Uh, I would like to compete, uh, do another bench only meet. I had actually kind of hoped I would be able to get one in uh, either this year or next year, but that could change uh, because in terms of announcements, I guess for 2023, what's coming 2024 is my wife, Adrienne is pregnant and we are expecting our first child in July of 2024. So that's super exciting for us. We're uh, incredibly blessed. We're incredibly thankful for everyone that's reached out to us. We just really kind of announced everything uh, this past week in terms of all the kids we work with, our clients, um, all of our family members found out for the holidays. Uh, we let our, our really close friends know kind of ahead of some other people um, just so that they were aware. Uh, but it is public knowledge now. Um, she's in her 12th week. Um, and then we have another lovely appointment with the doctor when we get back from vacation. So the second part is I leave for vacation tomorrow. So that's kind of why this is a late stream. It's not going to be on a Sunday. Uh, it wasn't really truly planned quite to the extent that I had hoped, but there's just a lot of stuff going on. And I got to leave town later this evening uh, for that vacation. And it was kind of actually planned with the hopes that Adrian would be pregnant. So everything has went uh, to plan in terms of that regard. As for 2023, what happened, um, first of all, to the end of the calendar school year. So basically that ends in July, or I'm sorry, in May of 2023. Um, we had almost a dozen athletes commit or go on to play college sports for this whole past year. So if you add in 2023 plus the commits that we had, from this uh, fall, we've had almost a dozen athletes. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but it's right around there. Uh, so we want to congratulate all those athletes that are currently out playing sports or those that are just committed. Um, 
we've got to see some of them come back this winter to train with us, spend some time with us for a couple of weeks during the holidays. It's always usually a busy time for us, not only in terms of new client acquisition, but it's also busy for athletes that return. Uh, we obviously are an athletic performance development facility. Uh, so to be able to see those athletes come back, tell us about how their seasons went, how how well they felt they were prepared uh, from training with us, what they're trying to look to do in the following year. And then we kind of, you know, guide them uh, across their training journey as well. So that part of 2023 has also been awesome um, in terms of the way the business has gone. The good thing is revenue was up. Business was growth was around almost 10%. So that's also a very positive sign in terms of the business side of things. Um, we also have increased our employee coach, Matt, his hours have gone up. Um, quite substantially compared to what he had. So he's been a fantastic addition. He's been with us two years now and has chosen to stay with us, which we really appreciate. Uh, he's done a really great job and actually we're running the facility while we are gone next week. So um, that's all went incredibly well. Also, uh, we also do know that I know at least one point people knew that we were Attempting to move, um, we've at least made it public that the deal that we were trying to close on is no longer going to happen. Um, doesn't mean that we're not trying to move. It just means that the current piece of property that we were trying to uh, go after did not go the way that we intended. Uh, that's not our fault or their fault. It's just that's just the way business goes sometimes. So we're not too worried about that. But also the reason we were having to move or choosing to move has been delayed quite a bit. So it's not really the end of the world. We're happy where we're at. But we do definitely look forward to moving on to bigger and better things, hopefully in 2024 and or 2025. It's too early to tell on that front. Um, in terms of, you know, uh, meets, uh, we had two meets this year. Our April meet did fantastic. It was almost sold out. Uh, really great lifting at that meet. Uh, 2023 with the fall meet was a little bit smaller, but it still was, again, very successful. Um, our meets go really smoothly. Uh, we usually don't have any complaints, and if we do, they're honestly complaints that I'm not too worried about hearing. It's just probably the wrong people signing up for the wrong meets, if I'm being honest. Um, so we've had very good success with all of our meets. Uh, our, our fall meets just usually not quite as big. Uh, so the plan for 2024 there is just to try to find a better date for that meet. As of right now, the anticipation is for the RPS fall meet that we host to move to the month of October versus September. Uh, we do think that the beginning of school, um, the beginning of essentially football season really affects our meets. So we're going to try to go to October, which seems to be a little bit better uh, timing for a lot of people. So we're going to see how that goes and see if that helps the growth in the numbers. The other thing we did in 2023 is we teamed up with Jackie and hosted our first USAPL meet, the Collegiate Crossroad Classic. Uh, and that was only collegiate athletes. That was fantastic. It sold out incredibly fast. We had 100 people register. I think we ended at the end of the day, we ended up having 93 lifters show up. So seven people dropped out, but still 93 people, two platforms, two sessions, uh, fantastically ran. I think everyone would be very pleased with how judging, how smooth everything went. I know at least from a host facility perspective, we were very happy with kind of how smooth everything went. There didn't really seem to be any kind of hiccups. Um, so that was a good thing and hopefully something that we can do again in 2024 and continue to repeat uh, for several years, not only with Jackie, um, but with the USAPL refs and people that came through. So we really appreciated that. Uh, it was great to see Purdue get a win in that for me. I mean, being a Purdue alum, but um, we also had IU, Indiana State, um, 
University of Miami from Ohio. There's several universities. The goal would be to obviously try to get more universities involved, make it a, probably a little more competitive. Maybe not necessarily so many people from all the same team because, I mean, 100 lifters is a lot, but it would be fantastic if we could get more Big Ten schools, more Midwest schools involved in that and just kind of make it a Midwest regional-based brand that is hosted by ourselves and then ran by Jackie and her team there. And overall, I thought that things went well. So plan there is just again to do that. The other thing from a powerlifting perspective, we do this facility. Uh, myself and my wife have been running the uh, Special Olympics powerlifting meet through Indiana Summer Games, which is always held at Indiana State in June. Uh, we took that over two years ago in terms of running it and, and making sure that it's managed appropriately uh, through the help of Tim and some of the other people through the Summer Games. And this has went incredibly well. We've managed to over double our participation in those two years. And so our goal for uh, this next upcoming year is to break 50 athletes. I think last year we were at like 37. So again, we're going to try to basically 50% uh, see improvement on our numbers. The really other positive thing is that at least from a county perspective, myself and my wife have teamed up with Happiness Bag in Terre Haute, Indiana, which works with um, special needs populations athletes. And we have a couple lifters that we are training in preparation for the summer games to represent our county, which is Awesome is something that we've wanted to do, but as we took on the initial commitment, um, we were just trying to establish that relationship. And now that we've got that good relationship with Happiness Bag, we have several athletes interested either trying a new sport or they have now found an outlet that they're actually interested in that we get to be a part of that. Um, and so for summer games of this year, we know we're at least going to have two athletes. They give it a legitimate attempt for their first time, but they even also in March of 2024 – we will have our second uh, special needs uh, participation event for any special needs individual in Indiana. And it is non-sanctioned. We just run it like the real deal. Anybody that's been to any of our charity events uh, knows we treat our meets basically just like a real meet. We're a little more loose on the dress code and things, but the, the judging and everything is still to top tier standard. So last year we ran that. We had eight athletes do that. We had a couple new people try it, and those people end up competing at summer games. So we've at least now created a funnel and a recruitment tool to get more athletes involved. So we're hoping again this March between our own athletes that we're working with, but also hopefully new athletes from other counties that we continue to see that grow. And like I said, our goal there is 50 athletes. So from a powerlifting front, everything has went great there. Uh, in 2023, Adrian and I were also on the Table Talk podcast with Dave Tate and Elite FTS. Um, I'm really grateful for that. I know initially Adrian was kind of thrust into it, uh, unknown to herself, but uh, Dave also wanted to hear her side of the story in terms of business ownership and training people because uh, she is a valuable part uh, of the ownership stake and obviously the way that the business runs. And I think she's left out. We've talked about that in other episodes as well, but I do feel that she does not get the credit she deserves. Um, and so it was nice for Dave to have her on the podcast as well. We filled some content. Uh, it was about a three hour, uh, episode at the time. And you can check that out over on their YouTube channel and on Spotify if you happen to miss that. Um, but again, super grateful for that opportunity and, uh, definitely look forward to being out of the FTS again for something like that. And then in the October months, we went to Swiss, same thing, um, really got to connect with people, hang out with Dave and all the elite FTS people, 
get a good quality uh, 10, 12, 15 hours of education in terms of lecture front, but then also, you know, all the extra education that happens out in the hallways. And then that second day, uh, I'm appreciative to be on a panel for the sports performance side to kind of help attendees and on the sports performance front. Um, and that went really well. So in terms of everything that I did with Elite FTS uh, for 2023, that went fantastic. I was also guest on several podcasts, um, especially as of late to the end of 2023. Uh, but I was on Mike Robertson, Jim Beebe. Um, and I know I'm also talking with Chad Aches to be on his. So, you know, I've got a couple different options that are coming up there in the future, but also people that I've been on. And then in terms of the podcast perspective, if you're listening right now, we brought the podcast back from COVID, uh, which was initially started because, you know, I had a lot more free time. I'm trying to optimize that free time to actually do something positive, not only for myself, but for others. Uh, but as the business kicked back up, when we opened back up, uh, my responsibilities became a little more important and I had to kind of drop some of that stuff. But Instagram seemed to vote that they wanted me to be back on the podcast. So um, so we brought the podcast back. We've had several guests, several solo episodes. We're obviously doing the lives uh, so we're trying to increase that front as well and just try to provide some more education. So, you know, if you happen to have somebody in particular that you want me to try to sit down and talk with, I will do my best. You can either message me on Instagram, um, leave them on the comments on this video on YouTube. You know, there's a couple of different options there, but just get a hold of me. I'd be more than happy to try to reach out to certain people. I just know that, you know, my podcast is not massive by any means, not even close. Uh, but at the end of the day, I just want to sit down and talk to people about the conversations and let other people be the beneficiaries of those conversations. Um, and that's really kind of it for 2023. I mean, the business part ran pretty smooth. Nothing really major hiccupy happened. Um, there were no real like crazy events that took place that shouldn't have taken place. Uh, so that's all definitely positive news on the business front. Uh, what do I expect for 2024? Obviously, we want to try to continue to see the business grow in the right direction. Uh, we obviously are expecting a kid in the next six-ish, seven-ish months, so that's going to kind of put a little bit of a hiccup on things compared to how things have usually been. Um, but, I mean, for 2024, for me personally, my goal is to try to get more involved in content creation just in general. Um, if you follow me on YouTube or you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on Spotify, you know that I've been cranking out content pretty hard for the past two months, at least in terms of long-form content. Now, if you look at my Instagram account, there's not nearly as many videos um, or things like that that I have made in the past. You know, I post probably about twice a week on average, which is not very much compared to a lot of uh, content creators in terms of educational stuff. But I'm trying to do more long-form content like the podcast and things like that, because I do think that that is the niche that's going to come back eventually. The short form is very easy for everybody just to continue to scroll. And honestly, you're really just checking for something to go viral and that can be beneficial. But in my opinion, in terms of the educational front, it's going to take more than 60 seconds to truly learn something and take it away and see how you can apply it. You can get ideas from those 60 second or even 90 seconds. I know TikTok now is like, three minutes or whatever. It's really gotten away from it being short form content. It's actually drifting towards YouTube and YouTube honestly is better because the YouTube and Google algorithm works better together than TikTok. And I know there's been a little political crap with TikTok of whether it's going to be around or not. I don't know. I, I don't use TikTok, honestly. Um, so the main reason is I just feel like, again, I'm like I was scrolling. 
where at least with YouTube and Instagram, I feel like there's better quality content there. Um, and so that's what I choose to use. And that's where I'm going to choose to put most of my time. But in terms of the content creation side, the goal is just to try to stay somewhat active on Instagram, still give you decent stuff. But the big bang for the buck stuff that you're going to see is going to be on YouTube. And again, because I can multitask and repurpose that stuff anywhere else, whether it be in articles or podcasts or short form video, but I can't take a short term, short, uh, piece of video and make it long so I can take snippets. And that's hopefully what I'm going to try to do is be a little bit more proactive on that front in terms of the educational side. And then another part of my goal with 2024 is to actually have a couple articles uh, for the year. I did a couple for elite FTS this past year, but my goal is going to be to try to submit anywhere from two to four. My minimum is two. My maximum is going to be six, but I'm a realist. I'm probably going to send somewhere between two and four to try to actually get some writing out. I know many people have read a lot of my articles. I still get emails and interactions and, and how that goes. So I want to make sure that if people are like, hey, I want to find some of Brandon's content, then, you know, where you can find it. Um, so hopefully that kind of helps. But also in terms of the writing, that's where I get my juices floor. I feel like I'm a better writer than anything else. I think I present pretty well. Uh, podcasting is not my thing. So I know if you're listening and you're like, man, Brandon could be a better podcaster. You're absolutely right. I could be, but again, I'm just trying to provide education in a lecture based front, not actually host a podcast show. That's like Joe Rogan or whatever. So uh, that's not my forte, but from the article perspective, then I've got actual resources that I can recommend to people and hopefully just, you know, improve and educate um, our field a little bit with what I'm doing with the athletes that we work with. Uh, cause I do know we have a special unique population. The other thing from a content perspective, that I'm going to try to work on my goal is to get three programs up on train heroic. So something that I'm really going to try to do that's going to take some work. And I've already know that it is I've kind of laid out a game plan of how I expect to tackle this because it is going to take some time is I'm going to try to make training programs tailored towards specific sports. So the goal is to take for this upcoming year, I'm going to take two to three sports and I'm going to try to write several training programs for those sports. So for example, you know, the first thing I wrote down was cross country. There's not a whole lot of good quality strength and conditioning programs written towards distance runners. Now you'll find stuff that people make programs for runners, but I want it to be for track and field athletes, ideally for like the high school athlete, because I understand I work with athletes, but not all athletes can work with me. So if I can write a program that is tailored towards the runner, the long distance runner, similar to what I do with my athletes in my facility, granted I'm working on an individual basis, but I can take a global approach, put that in train heroic, have it at a cost effective price point so that anybody can use it. Or if you happen to work with a team and you're like, hey, I want to use Brandon's programming for my cross country team, then you will have it. The thing is that I have to make sure I create an in-season and out-of-season and like a preseason based approach. Uh, so that's why I said it's going to take some time because ideally those are going to be eight to 12 week training blocks. And that takes time to not only sit down and write the program from scratch, but it also takes time to then convert it into train heroic, have the things that I want, create the landing page. It's just not exactly a quote unquote, write it and be done. You know, if it was, that'd be beneficial. Um, but I also want to make sure this is usable from a mobile app because again my target population here are high school athletes or in this case for example if we're talking long distance then it could obviously be somebody that just likes to run uh, 
just recreationally, but again, I'm going more towards the high school athlete. And then my goal is then to obviously chip away at different sports. So, you know, could be cross country for four to six months that I'm trying to develop that, let that program out, work on promoting that. And while I'm promoting that, then I can say the next program that's going to come is tennis or volleyball. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm going more Olympic sport route versus football. And the reason that is, is there's tons of football programs you can find out on the internet. There's almost everybody has strength coaches for football or people that are running weight training programs for football. But if you think of things like cross country, tennis, volleyball, wrestling, um, what are some other sports? Golf. All these sports usually don't spend any weight room time or don't have anybody to help them with their strength and conditioning. And so as such, I'm trying to fill that gap and try to help athletes in the long run of giving them training programs that are usable year in and year out that they know is going to be beneficial on a performance side, but also be, again, a cost-effective side. So that's kind of my goal for 2024 in terms of the programs that I'm looking to do. Um, I do have a lot of older programs that I've written in the past for like powerlifting and such, but this is one niche that I've really felt that I can one benefit, but two enjoy programming that I enjoy writing because it's different. It's not squat, bench, deadlift all the time. There's different things that we can pick. So um, that's kind of my my big project, I guess, if you will, is to just chip away at those sports. And the reason I don't want to say I'm going to do all of them or so much, because if I'm being honest, I want these to be good. And again, I only really want to write like if I'm looking at a year, let's just take a year, for example, I only want to write one year of training. I know my knowledge is going to increase over time and I can make them better. But, you know, again, I want this just to be a good, solid training program that can withstand the test of time, but will also benefit athletes so that year after year after year, as I run into athletes or people ask me or hopefully people can recommend, hey, Brandon's got a great program for high school athletes for cross country, for soccer, for whatever. You can go buy those. The whole 12 week program itself will probably cost 40 to 50 bucks. Um, and again, like I said, this is one of those things where it's meant to be cost effective. I'm obviously investing a lot of time, but obviously the goal is to help other athletes because once the program is delivered, I don't really do anything else in terms of the coaching side, right? So I'm kind of giving you the plan and the videos are there. Um, the other thing in terms of content creation, if you've been following me on YouTube, um, I've really kicked that up. Um, my growth in terms of percentage was fantastic. I think, I, I think the last time I looked uh, for the year, I was up 250 some subscribers, which is not a lot to be honest. But when I was only starting at a thousand, that's a 25% growth. I feel like that's pretty good for somebody that just puts out exercise index videos. And then now I'm doing a little bit longer form content, about eight to 10 minute videos just for certain athletes or exercises and things like that. So Again, you know, I'm just trying to provide some different content for people to watch that has to do with strength and conditioning and performance. Um, I have kind of gotten away from some of the powerlifting side of these, um, and I do want to continue to help the powerlifters that I have. But I do know that, you know, from an everyday perspective, I work with more athletes than I do powerlifters. Uh, there's also more people that I can help in athletes versus powerlifters. Powerlifting, you can find some pretty generic programs and make some pretty good progress. And everybody's honestly just trying to hire coaches now. So kind of providing YouTube content on program design for powerlifting to me is kind of boring. I did do my series with uh, different programming styles, which were actually some of my better videos that I did this year uh, on the conjugate system, on undulating, on 
um, linear. I kind of broke all those down in 20 to 30 minute videos of how they work. Um, so I thought that those went well also. So if you've kind of kept up with my content, you probably know this, but if not, that's okay. Um, and then the other goal for 2024 is just honestly to continue to grow the business, uh, grow my relationship with my wife, uh, with my friends, my family, uh, my growing family. Uh, and then obviously, you know, I will be a father for six months, five months of 2024. So the goal there is just to be the best father that I can be, the best role model that I can be, um, not only for, you know, my, my child, but also for the, the children that I work with, show them um, how, how to interact with a child, how to be a parent, um, because my kid will obviously spend a lot of time in the weight room. Uh, which is goes without saying, considering they're going to basically live in a white room. Um, I think that's all that I've really kind of got for 2024, at least on the notes here that I've got on my screen. Those are the only things I had check, checked away. Um, you know, I, I would love to also, I guess, make a bigger footprint in my own area market wise. That's kind of comes down to some business goals. Um, but I do feel that we've done a good job at positioning ourselves to being the authority in our market. And I'm very, uh, grateful for the people that have helped me do that. The people that have trusted us very, very early on. I guess that's kind of one of the other things that's kind of weird is that some of the athletes that initially started working with us are now graduating. So our business is now actually old enough to have seen athletes come in at a younger age and now be exiting to go to college or the workforce, which is kind of surreal when you think about it, because to me, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but quite honestly, it has. I mean, we've been in business five and a half years, uh, going on six, and they've been very, very awesome. Uh, and that kind of actually hit me earlier this year when a senior was just like, you know, I remember starting back here in eighth grade. And that's kind of, uh, kind of makes me feel very blessed, but also at the same time, like I said, feel kind of old. And, but now that I'm gonna have kids, that kind of makes sense. So um, yeah, this is going to be kind of a short and bittersweet episode. You know, if you have questions, please feel free to, to drop them. Um, and if you haven't been watching this in the, in the past, so you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on Spotify or uh, Apple iTunes, anything like that, uh, just feel free to reach out. I'm, I've been very honest. I'm very open. I, I answer every DM. Um, I usually answer every single comment, especially on like Instagram and, um, YouTube, just because again, I don't have a million followers. So if you comment, chances are me get notified about it. But I do my best just to to give what I didn't have, I guess. And so I didn't have the opportunity to reach out through people online and ask questions. I remember having to call people or email people. Hey, can I come visit? Come learn. And with today's current situation, it's much easier to interact with people. So. Um, I guess that's all that I've got for today for this episode. Again, there's not really anything educational against the end of the year. I figured we kind of wrap things up the way things should be done, put kind of a pretty bow on it and get ready to open up for 2024. And as I mentioned, you know, I'm going to be on vacation next week. So I've got some content scheduled to go out, but um, I'm obviously going to be kind of chilling out, trying to enjoy some time off. I don't get a whole lot of that, especially from like a legitimate pure time off perspective. You know, I may not be actually at work, but at the end of the day, I'm still at home doing other things. This will actually be kind of on a beach, drinking some alcohol, just relaxing with my wife. So um, 
again, if you happen to be a part of 2023 in any uh, way, shape, or form, I really appreciate you. Um, I thought it was honestly probably one of my better years, at least in terms of personal growth, business growth, um, obviously from an athletic perspective, whoops, at least from an athletic perspective, um, I somewhat didn't really do a whole lot, but I guess at the end of the day, I'm kind of okay with that. Um, even though I no longer compete, um, at least at a high level, I still want to want to do some bench stuff, but it just didn't, just didn't fit the cards this year or 2023. And that's just the way it's going to be probably moving forward. I um, you know, if I could do one meet a year, bench only raw or in a shirt, that'd be awesome. Um, but I'm not really going to try to push it. Um, and we got a comment on here, so I appreciate that. This is, what's up, Brandon? I was wondering what training ideas do you have in the past that you no longer agree with? Um, and thanks for the comment. Um, what training ideas that I have in the past that I, that I no longer agree with? Um, I mean, early on, I was obviously big on squat, bench press, and deadlift for everybody. Uh, now I'm more so finding the variation of that that works best. I still think people can uh, do some kind of squat pattern, press pattern, and pull pattern, but that may look like a single leg RDL or a weighted push up or um, Bulgarian split squat or reverse lunge. Like it really kind of depends on the population, but I'm not so married to back squat, bench press, deadlift everybody. And the reason I'm not so sold on those is I'm more after. I guess I'm now more pro adaptation and not sticking a square peg in a round hole in terms of my uh, programming design and development, especially now that I work with more athletes than anything else. Uh, their training is a mean to an end, not the end. Where powerlifting, for example, the end is to lift weights. And if you can lift weights really well, then uh, you do need to squat, bench press, and deadlift. Um, so that's definitely one of the big ones, at least from a training idea that I had in the past that I don't necessarily agree with. Um, from a, from a conjugate side, um, I used to be kind of heavier in the good mornings and I don't really, I use them as supplemental movements for people, but I don't program them heavy anymore. Um, I just don't really see the risk first reward there. I think if I was going to do something like that, I would much rather do like a snatch grip block pull or a Boris deadlift or almost honestly any deadlift variation versus the good morning. But again, like I said, I, I still use the good mornings, um, but just not to the extent. And I don't push them as hard. I usually give RPE caps of like seven or eight and then really try to focus on position more than I focus on, you know, the actual movement itself so follow-up question okay what would the what would the old you have said to that advice given now would he have disagreed okay so what would if i would older me now talking to the younger me first of all the younger me for sure trained through everything and the younger me i'm sorry the the older me does not do that anymore um good case and example this was a deload week for me and my plan was to go to the gym only twice and i barely got there twice and the second day was for what most people would say was a waste of time uh i did more soft tissue work i did mobility stuff i did some very light plyometrics um i did some different movement based stuff so i did some lateral lunges uh some things to help my hips and back feel better 
Um, I did some very, I'm going to say conditioning, but it was literally maybe six minutes. And it was literally just a fashion of four exercises circuited together till about five, six minutes was up. So I was kind of like, all right, I'm done. I feel good. I got a sweat. Didn't even have a pump. Got a sweat. I got some good quality movement in. I'm ready to call it a day. I did two quote unquote correctives. I did some extra hip flexor stuff, um, strengthening and some adductor strengthening. And that was it. So I think if I was, uh, the younger me would have said that that was probably more of a waste of time. Um, older me now knows that that actually probably is going to help me feel better at night when I go to bed. Uh, but also, uh, I, I know I got to get a plane on the morning, so I got to sit on a plane for three and a half hours before I, um, travel. And I think that too by itself is another spot where I've really grown is just taking context into what somebody's doing. Uh, cause it really does depend. And as somebody that's gotten older, I used to think that people didn't focus enough on the recovery. Uh, they were under recovering because they weren't doing the right stuff outside of the gym. And quite honestly, I do a good amount of stuff, right stuff out of the gym. Um, my sleep in total overall could be better, but I mean, I, my quality of sleep, like I sleep really well. I have no problem sleeping. Um, my blood work is fine. Um, you know, my general health is fine. I eat pretty well, 75 to 85% of the time. Um, I usually get eight to 12,000 steps a day. It's pretty rare that I don't get 8,000 steps. Um, you know, I do all those little health things that people don't talk about and I still have an issue sometimes with my recovery. And that's just because I can't train to the extent that I used to, because I'm 35, not 25. Um, and I, I actually have written down as a note of the podcast to go over, you know, how to train differently from in your thirties versus in your twenties. I can't speak obviously in the forties and fifties, but the goal obviously as I get older would be to expand upon that for other people as I physically live it. But I would say that's probably the big thing. And also from a training perspective, when I, I push my accessories probably harder than I push my main work. And that seems weird, but I can quickly pick up when my main work doesn't feel good. And so I can pivot easier. And so I don't have to push things as hard. And then whenever I go to do my accessory work, usually that's not as stressful, right? So I can push tricep work, my back work, my single leg work, my extra hamstring work. I can push that harder because the difference that I'm going to feel on that is going to be significantly less than if I go to do, you know, an RDL or something like that. And it doesn't feel good. Then I can't really, it's, you know, I I can pivot, but obviously I understand that going after a PR that day is not worth it. I probably know once I get to a plate or two plates, what's happening and what's not. Um, And I, I probably would have been reluctant to say that as a younger person because quite honestly, you just recover from everything so easily and it's so much easier to make progress. And now my progress for me is, can I still move and feel well for the most part? Um, and some days I do, some days I don't. So, uh, I appreciate the questions. Uh, those are really good. Um, that is going to wrap up the, the live stream that I have for today. Um, again, appreciate you coming on here, asking questions, uh, again, being part of 2023 and, uh, looking forward to what 2024 has. Uh, this also is going to help hold me accountable for some of those things. So hopefully you can see some increased different things come uh, through 2024 and I will have um, some different things coming 
this year, hopefully. So again, thanks for tuning in. Have a great new year. Cause I probably will not see you. Um, and you know, if you've got questions, just feel free to DM me or, you know, you can leave a question on the video after the fact. Um, or if you want, you can email me. It doesn't really matter. Um, and I'll be sure to happy to get back to you. So again, have a good end of 2023 and hopefully 2004 goes awesome. Thanks for listening to Thirst for More podcast. Make sure you give us a follow on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else you like to consume your podcast. You can also check us out on YouTube at The Smitley, where you'll find clips and lots of educational-based material for strength and conditioning and exercise science. You can also make sure you give me a follow on Instagram at The Smitley or at Team Thirst, which is my gym Instagram page. For any more future updates on episode to come, you can make sure you follow me there. I'm your host, Brandon Smitley. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you at the next episode.